help. My body is changing and I don't like it. Not one bit. So that's a common theme that I feel and a lot of the clients that I've been working with in the last weeks and months have been feeling as well. So if you're a woman, you know, around midlife or post-pregnancy, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, and you're struggling with the changes that happen in our body naturally and over time, then today's episode is for you. You're listening to Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. As a registered dietitian with over 20 years of experience, I've helped thousands of people get healthier and ultimately wealthier, and now it's your turn, busy mompreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing with you my self-love journey back to health after years of stress and challenges, including living with a spouse with mental illness, suffering a concussion, learning to live with post-concussion syndrome, illnesses in my family, a death in my family, divorce, and more illnesses in my family. And all this with three kids under the age of 10. If anyone can show you how to thrive and not just survive through challenges and setbacks, it's me. So it's funny because as I'm playing with the title for this episode, um, it's reminding me of conversations I've been having with my daughter who's in grade five. So just on the edge of puberty, but they're starting that discussion in their, in their class, right? And I can remember when my sister and I went through puberty, I'm a twin, um, the books that our mom bought and we walked through, right? And it was kind of like, ah, everything's changing and I don't like it. So it's just funny how things come full circle, isn't it? So quick update before I get into today's episode about life. Yeah, what's happening? Um, not much. I'm, you know, getting through my nine to five, seeing my clients, um, working with my uh, one-on-one clients, doing content and podcasts for you guys. And I'm really trying to, to make sure I'm serving you and giving you information that is most helpful. So I'm happy to see the last few episodes have, you know, had a good listen. Um, you know, it's increasing every week how many people are hearing the podcast. So if you like the podcast and you know someone else might like it, it would be great if you can share it because my goal is really to help the most people that I can help, right? So, and that's why I try to bring these stories from my clinical daily practice plus from the clients that I work with in my expansion group program and share them with you because my goal is to help you feel your best um, and live your life to the fullest through a lens of intuitive living and intuitive eating. So thank you for being here and I always love to hear feedback. So if you have any, feel free to send that my way. So the episode title's a bit cheeky, you know, help, my body's changing, I don't like it, not one bit, but it's a theme that's been coming up with clients a lot lately, and to be 100% transparent, 
it's a theme that's coming up for me too. So I've been doing a lot of work with my um, intuitive coach around business, but also like um, the inner work, as most of us would call it, which, you know, if you'd asked me six years ago what the heck inner work was, I'd be like, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but really, it's about digging down to those stories and those beliefs that we have that maybe served us at one point or maybe they didn't maybe it was society's belief right and we see that a lot when we think about people having you know an ideal body weight or focusing on a certain number on this scale based on what society or their doctor or someone has informed them or some belief that they've formed right So for myself, what this has looked like is as I've gone through lots of changes, lots of stress in the last few years, my body shape has changed and, you know, doing some of this self-reflection and um, embodiment work with my coach has allowed me to see that sometimes I'm not as visible as I want to be and as visible as would help you if I was able to show up online, share my content more, share my experience, because I've got over 22 years, 23 years of experience now. And why can't I bring that to you consistently? And a lot of that has come back to this uncomfortable feeling that I have in my body or the poor body image days sometimes that don't allow me to show up, you know, and I watch some amazing influencers on Instagram that really show up. Two of my favorite are um, both naturopathic doctors. One of them is a, a dietitian as well, but they show up and it doesn't matter. One like shows up in her exercise gear and she lifts heavy and she shows us all that stuff and she dances and she does everything, which is great. Um, and then the other one, more we don't really see her whole body but she talks about her experience with going through you know perimenopause at a young age and and the changes that came so i'm not alone and i i know why i'm drawn to these people because they're like gonna shout it from the rooftops and share and it doesn't matter what their body looks like and that's you know that's a place where i want to get to and where i want to help a lot of my clients get to but there's a bit of a process that we might need to go through before we get there. And that's what I want to talk about on today's episode. Before I go into what that process looks like, I wanted to touch base a little bit on what happens to our bodies as we enter perimenopause, you know, and go through menopause. Because it's the change in the hormonal levels that really impacts how our body hangs on to weight. So estrogen levels, if they're higher, as we're in kind of our um, reproductive years, they help us store weight on the, the hips and that area kind of for reproductive reasons. But then as we get closer to and into perimenopause and menopause, the levels of estrogen change and they can be really high and then they can go really low, but they help our body store fat more easily. And a lot of that fat storage is going to be on the trunk or the midsection. And I used to work with a dietitian that used to explain it as, you know, as you go into menopause, you become more sausage shaped because that's just how the body is changing. 
So it's no fault of ours that the body changes as we go through life. So to expect our body to look and feel the exact same way all the way through is kind of silly if you think about it. But that's how the media and society portrays it, right? That we're one weight, we stay that weight, and if we don't stay that weight, then there's something that we've done wrong. And I was listening to a podcast or training today um, from one of the influencers that I really like, and she said, you know, weight is not, uh, what did she say? She said weight is not a behavior, and it's true, because we can't behave our way through hormonal changes that are naturally going to happen. And that's not to say we can't get through perimenopause, menopause feeling great, right? There's so many strategies that are out there. I have a good friend who worked with a naturopathic doctor, you know, and was feeling unwell for years and was diagnosed with a, a chronic condition. And actually, you know, once the hormonal fluctuations got dealt with, she's felt the best that she has in years and she actually released some weight. Today's episode is not about needing to lose weight, but it's about accepting that our body changes over time. So that's why it's happening. So during menopause, the estrogen's changing, that can make our body store more fat. We also lose more muscle mass and that starts to happen at the age of 40. And as the hormones change, that also impacts that. And we tend to decrease physical activity as we get older because we have other commitments, right? So that's a good reminder that staying physically active, and if we know it's that muscle mass that's naturally reduced, staying with some strength training or some body weight resistance exercises to keep working on keeping our muscles is going to be an important thing to help us feel our best, right? Nothing about the body shape or how the body looks, but it's to keep our our strength there and and to keep our mobility. I've had clients before in previous programs that I've run where I was partnered with a fitness trainer that was helping people learn how to move their body, no fancy workouts and no fancy like equipment needed. We just really used the tools that we had, it could have been chairs, it could have been um, sometimes some hand weights or just some therabands. It was not fancy at all. But I remember one particular individual that joined us, the only outcome that they were focused on was to keep their mobility in their arms and improve their arm strength so they could wash their hair, right? So it's these activities of daily life that we tend to take for granted until you know something happens and maybe that's not going to be as easy as it used to be so that's again why having some of that resistance exercise plus because of the hormonal changes that happen our bone density decreases so we know you can even build there used to be a strong bones um program i don't know if it still runs in the city where i live but it showed that women even you know women over 60 or 70 doing some type of weight training helped them keep or actually improve their their bone mass which is super important no one wants to get through life and then you know break a hip and it's all downhill um, other things that can affect our weight in middle life inadequate sleep especially during menopause when the symptoms you know could be hot flashes or insomnia there's a link between poor sleep and weight gain, right? Because again, I've talked about this before, when the body recognizes that there's stress, so stress can be 
Remember, so many different things the body can treat like stress. Lack of sleep, dehydration increases the stress response in the body. Stress increases, obviously, the stress response in the body. Um, but all those things, lack of sleep, like when the body sees stress and under eating can be another one. Sorry, I was trying to grasp for that in my brain and it wasn't cooperating. But all these things, the body can see as stress and the body's response to stress is let's keep, let's keep them safe. Let's hang on to all the energy that we can because maybe there's a famine. Maybe that's the stress that we're under. Maybe food isn't going to be present. So let's hang on. So that's another factor. The hormonal changes, other than estrogen, there's actually changes in the appetite and um, satiety hormones during perimenopause and menopause too. So it's like our body can be driving us to eat more. So there's so many factors at play. That's why focusing on just using diets to change our body weight as the ultimate outcome it always fails us, right? Because there's so many different factors at play. If we're only focused on calories less than calories out, you know, calories in less than calories out, but we're not aware that there's all these things running in the background, we can really make ourselves wrong for the changes that are happening. Again, I don't, I don't want to focus on, you know, weight as the enemy. It's not the enemy. You know that my focus in this podcasts and in my clinic and in my programs is really around helping people become intuitive eaters, deal with any emotional eating. I've got lots of tools for that. That's programs that I've taught for years and years. But emotional eating isn't wrong. But sometimes when it feels like it's problematic, there's tools we can use to adjust that, right? But when we get into this space of living intuitively, eating intuitively, really listening to the body, it's so helpful to have the awareness that there's other things going on that we don't know in the body that's going to impact our, our weight and things as well. So if we just get on board with my body changes over time, I age, can't change that. The hormones in my body fluctuate and I can't always change or adjust those, you know, things happen. I can have more insulin resistance as we get older um, and that can make it hard to shift weight as well. We know activity helps reduce insulin resistance, right? So then again, it feeds back into that intuitive approach where we're looking at everything. We're looking at eating, movement, stress reduction, sleep, adequate sleep. It's all a big package, right? And it's that whole intuitive lifestyle approach, but it's never making ourselves wrong. So what came up this week or in recent weeks with a few different clients and myself as well is I had a few of them expressing that they're they're in grief they're grieving they're grieving things that they've lost so grieving can be you know you're grieving a person it can be grieving space and time to yourself right so some of my clients are stay-at-home moms and they have people that are suddenly not at school or not at work and in the house more often so they're grieving that space that they felt in their day right um, it can be grieving a change in job a change in situation it can be grieving through a divorce it can be grieving that my body's changing and I've experienced in this recently where I'm like huh I don't really like this and I'm not eating more than I was before I'm sleeping better but my body weight has increased. 
I don't have to like it. We don't have to like our body all the time. But then that lets me come back to a place where I'm able to, to have that self-awareness. Okay, there's a bit of grief and yeah, I don't always feel comfortable. But then we want to get to a place where we're able to give our body positive feedback and focus on all the things that our body does for us. But if you're stuck in that grieving process of grieving, you know, what you used to look like. I can remember 10, 15 years ago, I never, I never identified as a thin person. Even in my role as a registered dietitian, I never identified as thin. I always had, you know, thick thighs and I was, you know, strong and but I was never someone that I would identify as skinny. And I always kind of felt like, you know, I wasn't thin enough to be playing the role that I was playing. Well, fast forward now, 15 years, I've gone through divorce, the death of my mother in the last couple of years, pan global pandemic, um, raising three kids, spending a lot of energy on that as a single mom and helping them navigate things. I was talking to another uh, friend, another mom this week saying, you know, I kind of thought three years into this two houses situation that we'd kind of be like, whew, everything's status quo, routine, everything's good. But they reflected back to me and reminded me that kids aren't stable. Kids change, they grow, right? Their brains develop at different parts, right? And then they hit puberty, like there's all these things. So how I felt like there would be some stability with the kids, there is stability, but there's also that day-to-day -day fluctuation, right? So that's kind of like what happens in the body too, right? So we can not be happy that our bodies have changed, but if you think about all the things that your body's done for you. So when I get feeling that way, I think, well, I'm still able to be mobile. I'm still able to cross-country ski, without falling and reconcussing myself would be ideal. But cross-country ski, I'm able to bike. I played Sandman at the park with my kids after soccer the other night, so I was running around after them, which was great. I'm able to go paddling whenever I want. I can't do a lot of heavy weightlifting because of my recent uh, reconcussion. It, it creates this pounding effect in my head. Even when I was um, gardening, like shoveling, um, with, you know, using my body weight, I had some weird pounding my head so that's again based on my intuitive eating and intuitive living approach I hear those feedback and I hear those cues from my body so much more than I ever did because I'm I'm in that place of self-awareness almost all day like I can feel you know when I need to have a minute to sit and breathe or when the kids are going to be you know ruffling each other's feathers I can stop and pause and have that moment to kind of reset but if I wasn't focused on intuitive eating and intuitive living I wouldn't be able to have that capacity in my day to stop at any point and kind of reset so I I believe that's a great gift that this focus has given me um yeah so things change and things shift so I can thank my body for all the things it can do for me I can look at my clothing and be happy. You know, the funny thing for me is my weight's probably shifted at least 20, 25 pounds, but a lot of my clothes still fit. And that's just the nature of how my clothes feel. This morning I went to put on a pair of more structured like jean, um, like a skirt, 
that did not go well. That did not feel well. <laughs> the negative self-talk started to happen. And then I thought, no, I'm going to dress in something that's comfortable, something that looks nice. But, you know, last year, a year ago, maybe at Christmas, I can't remember when it was exactly, I bought some jeans. I bought some jeans that fit and I felt amazing, even though I had to go up a size compared to where I was normally at. It didn't mean I tried to lose weight to get back into my other jeans. I just accepted it and I felt amazing because when we get clothes that fit us, it doesn't matter what size they are. That's just a number, right? Like, and I see that with my kids all the time. As long as the clothes fit, that's the best way that we can feel good in our body. And, you know, sometimes the same size from a different store is totally a different fit or even from the same store. It's a bit ridiculous. Um, but, you know, and that size that I'm in, it's funny because that was the size I was in in university or when I was running my consulting business and doing works in prison. Like my size hasn't fluctuated. I've been between two sizes really most of my adult life. But it's how my body weight is being carried. It's all, it's all on the trunk now. Much more of it's on the trunk. So that's where the uncomfortable feelings come from. But if we can have the awareness, like, look, all these things are changing. My body's, you know, naturally losing muscle mass. Oh, I should do some more weight training to help with that, which I can. Um, hormonal fluctuations are going to happen. That's going to mean sometimes... I feel more hungry and I don't feel as hungry and my body's going to store weight in a different place. Those are things that are like external factors, right? It's internal, but it's not something that we can control. And the gift that intuitive living gives us is we're not trying to control everything, right? We don't have to control calories or macros or exercise, you know, and not skipping meals if we didn't do our exercise we're coming from a place of more flexible living, more food freedom, more satisfaction. So if you're not satisfied with how you're eating, that can lead to emotional eating. I'm going to do a whole episode on the importance of feeling satisfied with what we're eating and what gives us that satisfaction because that's a whole topic onto its own. But there's so many different areas. So, you know, if your health practitioner my last episode was quite popular when I called out the bias that, that a lot of health practitioners have. But if they're just focusing on your weight and not looking at all these other things in your life that have impacted and changed and, you know, have an impact on your overall physical health and well-being, and my focus is on making you feel the best that you can in the body that you're in right now. And we're not focused on changing the body, we're focused on feeling good. And sometimes the activity and the habits that we have that make us feel good lead to our weight shifting, right? So I have a friend who shared recently that they had a large weight loss in the last two years, but it wasn't about the food. It was about them going to therapy and dealing with all these things and these stories and these beliefs and these experiences that kept them kind of trapped in their body, if you want to think about it that way, for years. And they've released that weight, but it wasn't by some diet or some calorie restriction or extra, you know, movement every day. It was a natural process because their body didn't need to keep that weight to keep them safe. And we'll often see that in people that have, 
you know, history of child abuse or sexual abuse in younger years, the body's response is to keep us safe. And sometimes that looks like having extra body weight as a way to, to have less attention, maybe that feels uncomfortable. And it might not even be, there's lots of studies that show that that's not even a choice. For a lot of them, it's changed how their body hangs on to energy. Or, you know, you look at people post-infection sometimes, right? Post-COVID, I have seen lots of people gain weight. And some of it's, yes, because our lifestyles changed. We didn't move as much. Some of us are still not commuting to offices and walking as much as we used to. But also, the body gets stuck in this stress response after those experiences. And some of that response can be increased appetite, increased um, absorption of nutrients. Some people, their microbiome is just different and they're really efficient at hanging on to energy. So you can see there's so many different factors, but grieving the body that we had and grieving that we're in this body now is perfectly normal, it's okay. I believe it's part of the process. And if you have big feelings around your body, I want you to th think every day and pick three things that your body supported you in doing. I want you to say three things about your body in a positive way. And it could be nothing fancy. It could be, thank you body for letting me go upstairs. Or it could be, thank you body for giving me the energy to go play soccer with my kids. It can be anything. Thank you, body, for letting me hydrate you really well today. But starting to express gratitude to our body and recognizing that this vessel has gotten you this far in your life and it's done so many amazing things. I still get goosebumps when I think about, you know, growing three children. My body did that. My body grew three children. <laughs> and there's so many people that don't have that opportunity. And I feel so blessed to have done that. And did that change my body? Sure. But would I trade it for anything? No, I wouldn't. But I need to be thankful. We need to be thankful for the role that our body plays in supporting us. And that might not always look how we want it to look. So if you've been grieving the changes that are happening in your body, you're not alone. I'm there with you. A lot of my clients are with you on that. So it's okay. It's okay to grieve that body. It's okay to look back at pictures and think, oh, I thought I needed to change my body then. Look at where I'm at now. But recognizing we never have to change our body, right? Our body's here and it's serving us. We can change our habits. That may lead to our body shape changing, but that shouldn't be the main focus. We should be focused on intuitive living, intuitive eating, getting back to listening to what our body wants, and feeling satisfied, feeling happier, feeling more confident, all these things that come along with it. So that's the episode for today. If you've enjoyed it, feel free to share and make sure that you tune in next week for an episode about food and satisfaction slash emotional eating. It's all going to be intertwined. All right. I hope that you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And that's it for today's episode of Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. 
If you found this helpful and you have a friend who may also find it useful, please feel free to share it with them. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast player because every month I choose one lucky reviewer and they get a free 60-minute one-on-one intensive where I help you identify the one thing holding you back from your health and wellness goals. Curious about intuitive eating? Ready to have more joyful eating without the guilt? Then go to my website and click on the link to book a free 30-minute call where I'll walk you through the first step.